Hi listeners, and thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast. Between September 2019 and March 2020, Fantasy Animation are delighted to be curating a series of screenings at the Cinema Museum in Kennington. These screenings will feature live podcast recordings and Q&As with special guests. Full details of each screening can be found at the Cinema Museum website. That's www.cinemamuseum.org.uk. We hope to see you there. Hello again, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast with your host Alex Sargent and me, Chris Holiday. Today is our Christmas special. It is Chris. Happy Christmas, everyone! Uh, I hope the Christmas shopping is going well. I hope election results panned out as you were hoping. As we, yeah, that's, um, that's neutral enough, isn't it? It's always good to record a Christmas special in October. I find um, you are wearing a Christmas jumper. I should say. I am. So you I've are gone, getting into the spirit. I've gone method. Yeah. I um. I said to you yesterday, I'm going to wear a Christmas jumper for this, and you said to me, I'm not. And so, I so <laughs> so I'm wearing a jumper, just not anything that has Christmas decorations on it. But we are here not to talk about that, but we're here to talk about um, Muppet Christmas Carol. And who better to have on the podcast this week than our very special guest, Meredith Braun, uh, actor, uh, singer teacher, philosopher, uh, whatever it is, a multi-studied career. Um, but Meredith, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and welcome to the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So uh, f- listeners um, may know you in terms of this film from your starring role as Belle, um, Ebenezer Scrooge's uh, fiancé and troubled fiancé um, from the movie and um, for your song, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute as to mm-hmm. whether which cut everyone watches and whether it survived the cut or not. Um but uh, perhaps you could start by telling us the story of how you got involved with the movie, uh, where were you in your career at this point, and what, what sort of um, brought the Muppets into your life? Uh, well, I grew up watching the Muppets every Sunday night. Do you know that when you're back in the 80s, I suppose? Goodness me. Um, yeah, so I was a big fan, and I had come over to England, and I was doing Les Miserables. Um, I was doing Eponine in Les Mis, and my agent got me an audition for the Muppet Christmas Carol, and... I remember going into the studio and auditioning with the song, and it was um, it was such fun. And I didn't really think that much of it. Looking back, I have to say, I had no idea it would be as significant mm. as it has been in my life. No idea. I just, it was about two weeks of filming, and I took time off Limers to do it. So I was 17, 18. Something. Yeah, yeah okay. about 18, I think, when I did it. Okay, so. and two weeks of filming. Yeah, and, and, now... and going from the, the juxtaposition of, of you know, Limmer's being quite depressing, or serious and kind sure. of angsty and unrequited love. Well, again, unrequited love, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a theme running through my career. <laughs> yeah. I either die, or I die a lot, and I play ghosts, things like that. <laughs> So this is a step up in that respect, don't <laughs> I've guess. died of radiation sickness. I've died of um, gunshot. Okay. I've been a ghost. Uh, yeah, no, definitely never getting the man unless Raoul counts, and I don't think Raoul does okay. in Phantom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's, that's debatable, but yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah all right, so... Yeah. Um, you had to take two weeks off Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, were you excited to get the gig? Oh yeah, the I Muppets mean, had cachet for it, you. Because complete, I, they're my heroes. I mean, I mm. I absolutely adored it, and I found the whole process fascinating mm. and very very happy. Um, Brian Henson, who was directing it, is just just delightful. Oh, and, yeah. and and I mean the the little things that I got to see, like you know the different they have different versions of the same character, of course, the same. So lots of Kermits, okay, lots of it. And and at the oh. end of the day's filming, they'd be hung up on the wall. And, they, okay. and I'd leave going, oh, feeling like there were these, you know, it's just little things yeah. like that. Um, Fozzie Bear was particularly entertaining, but kind of filthy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, right. so much I want to uh, Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, yeah. The read-through, the read-through yeah, I mean, on the first uh, yeah. was astonishing. Well, I was sitting there in this huge room with everybody, all these amazing people mm-hmm. around the table. And I, I think I missed every line of mine because I was just in awe of the voices sure. and they all came to life I go, oh, it's just the most exciting so I was completely just a fan through uh, it really. are you reading through with the performers doing the voices yes. okay yeah 
So I was slightly hoping you were about to say they're doing the puppets at the same time there, but no, no, that, would be, that would be silly. So uh, <laughs> I understand why that wouldn't be the case. It's the same as any other you know, okay. TV um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, program. When you go into rehearse, you do a read-through. Okay, but, but the, the people doing the, the voice are then operating the puppets. Yes. So there is a human connection yes. that these are the people you will Very see on much set. so. This isn't Robin yep. Williams' Aladdin kind of stuff going no, on here. No, there's very much a human connection. Because I think one of the things we'd be interested in exploring in this conversation is this sort of relationship between live-action puppetry and animation. And yep. I think, Chris, you probably get the first word on this as our, as our animation well, guru. Well, I, I mean, I have... I, well, have I, I guess the question is, you know, is, uh, is, this, is this an animation we're doing today? Because well, this is our first puppet movie. Yes, we've had conversations about the, I suppose, the labour of animation and, and how editing and camera work creates the movement and how the labour of animation is actually actually what occurs um, between the frames and so actually it's the occlusion of labor animation is really the outcome of a process that you don't see mm-hmm. whereas obviously in the case of puppetry you are seeing the labor of the production live so actually but at the same time you're not because and it's it, uh, a lot of writing around puppetry is kind of similar to, to sort of dance or, or um, the, I suppose in dance the audience is looking at the performer and they are they are performing. In the case of puppet theatre, you have the intermediary. So both the puppeteer and the audience are trained on the same object. Mm-hmm. And so you are sort of, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. We've had debates and discussions about whether mm-hmm. animation kind of, or, or whether the definition of an animation would embrace puppetry. It seems like it, it seems like it wouldn't in the way that we would think of animation as a frame by frame creation of movement. But if you follow that logic through, that also removes stuff like computer animation from mm-hmm. animation. Because that's not frame by frame. It's either. not frame by frame. It's it's about movement between two points and the computer fills in the rest. So actually, taking that mm-hmm. definition of animation, it, it, we aren't really considering computer animation and therefore we aren't considering puppetry. Um, so I think there's something interesting mm. about the role of the... And this, these are the things I, I'd sort of want to ask you beyond why Fossey Bear was dirty and also... Oh, we're definitely coming back to <laughs> yeah. that. Can but I ask the, the question? Then? What's the yeah. difference... So when you're talking about animation yeah. and computer animation yeah. and old style is yeah. that you take it away and, and there's a moment while you do the next thing and yeah. bring it in. they call it the computer. frame by frame. Yeah, so, frame by frame. So there's a, a very... Okay. So in, I mean, I suppose old style, the cell animation where yeah. you have uh, normally... If, well, normally if the background would remain fixed and then the characters yeah. would move and they're the cells that are replaced and whether it's body parts or whole bodies that are being mm-hmm. moved, that's then replaced frame, take a photograph, remove, replace. Um, in the sense of digital technology and digital animation, you set kind of keyframes. Yes. So if I want an arm to go from one position to another, I'd set the keyframe there and there yep. and I'd program the computer to fill in the movements. So actually you aren't creating individual no. movements, you're creating keyframes, moments. moments, and letting the computer sort of fill in the gaps, which is which is the uh, a similar process in terms of like blue screen and green screen yes. where you're doing something and you let the computer fill in the world yes it's the same process the computer's filling in the gaps that's between. like an actor filling in the moments between what is so yeah so i suppose that's an interesting an question about yeah about whether we consider computer animation a form of animation given the gap filling that needs to be going on in terms of do we consider animation every single gestural movement or can we just allow for key moments and let the computer do the rest? Yeah. I, I, that's really an interesting, um, from an actor's point of view, mm. or dance, uh, for, you know, if you're choreographing something, there will always be the, the route from one thing to another yeah. uh, from a director's point of view. If you leave that up to the actor or the computer, yeah. in a sense, is it still the same art? And how much information is in, the, in between the two things, I suppose? I suppose a lot and what of what impact does that have? Uh, well, I wonder whether that feeds into that, obviously these broad anxieties around the digital, which is why yeah. we talked previously uh, or in previous episodes about the relationship between computer generated and computer animated. Mm. And computer generated implies that sort of mechanical yeah. process that there is a fear of potentially, both kind of critically, culturally, I think. Um, equally, computer animated casts a little bit more of emphasis on the computer is just another pencil. Yeah. So the art hasn't changed the pencil or the you know it's not a scalpel mm. it's not a pen it just happens to be a computer mm. um and programs can can kind of do this um so yeah i mean i, I know that alex you've written or you've researched on on whether you would consider puppetry animation what's your and from a fantasy perspective mm. given the role of of tangible models miniatures and puppetry in a fantasy yeah. film uh, and what's interesting i think about the muppet christmas carol is that it it's both a return of the Muppets after a period, a relative period of kind of dormancy, I guess, on the big screen. Um, but it comes after a cycle of 80s puppet movies as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, so so it, it's there's sort of an early 80s 
wave of puppet films, which, you know, uh, where puppetry very briefly is the sort of key form of, of special effects art. And we, you know, it's obviously. In fantasy like, as well. Yeah, so things like, things like The Dark Crystal, but also things like Never Ending Story, yeah. uh, Labyrinth, all this kind of stuff. Um, and puppets have a massive history with fantasy. Folklore sort of was acted out on puppet theatre for thousands of years. Um, so you could argue it's the early earliest form of animation well, um, we, won't, at, we won't be arguing at, that at, but fine and they it were often received convincing. as part of sort of as as if they were animations that were yeah. talked about in similar ways um, the, the sort of um, the enjo- and this is in the 80s not in uh, medieval times uh, as sort of um, you know um, there was an often comparison between the Dark Crystal Jim Henson and um, uh, Snow White it's a sort of you know it's his Snow White it's his uh, puppetry right, right. Um, the absence of human performance and and the sort of embrace of craft and technique um, but I guess the difference is, is that obviously it's filmed it's a filmed object or a filmed thing um, so I guess on set it must make a massive difference and, and we were talking before we start recording that you've worked on green screen you've worked mm. with VFX and that requires um, a certain you know, uh, challenge to your performance because you're acting with nothing um, and you're acting with an effect um, yes. versus uh, Fozzie Bear, who we're definitely still going to come on to <laughs> about how he was filthy when that has not been forgotten. But that's at least um, um, a character on set. Or did sure. it feel like a character oh, on totally. set? Or did it feel really? like you're acting with green screen? Fozzie Bear was a character. It was right. a real person, yeah. No, I. But it doesn't take much for me to take that leap into um, imagining what I want it to be. So it, it, you, you can imagine it's like, when you when you train in acting, it, it, if you're working with somebody who's not very good, you imagine them doing what you'd like them to be doing <laughs> anyway. Sure. Okay. <laughs> right. So yeah. if there's nothing there, you can actually make it whatever you want. Okay. In terms of green or blue screen, you know, it's all in your head anyway. Yeah. It starts getting that way. So I had no problem projecting onto Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Because to me, he was incredibly familiar. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... So I, I guess I inhabit that world of fantasy anyway. Yeah. Um, probably even in my own life. <laughs> so yeah, well, we all do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. For me, there's not much of a leap. Okay. Between having to imagine something or having it in front of me to react. What about that sort of? To, I don't know. Actors often talk about sort of part of the fun of acting is is sort of passing the ball between you. Oh, and, when and it that. happens, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's absolutely so, the best thing. But yeah. but can you can you get that connection with? Doesn't always with a puppet. <laughs> Did yes, okay. yes, oh, absolutely did. Um, more than uh, quite a lot of the actors I've worked with. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. No, absolutely. There was such um, joy in the room. Uh, put it that way. There was everybody was so committed and so engaged. Yeah. And I think when you have a room of people so 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 um, interested in what they're doing, the worst thing is to be in a, a rehearsal situation or, or performance where people are disengaged, you know, and they're not um, there. Really, they're phoning it in, and I don't work like that. So, everybody in that room was was totally um, for it and happy, and Michael Caine included. I mean, it was astonishing to watch. Yeah, really I mean, was. the two big scenes we're talking about here. There's this. It's the Fozzy 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 Bear's Christmas party yes. sort of scene, right? Yeah. Where this is yeah. where most of the Muppet yeah. interaction yeah. with. Because I'm. But also, presumably, the challenge again for you is is that, and I and I noted this down that you're that that scene that you're referring to. You yeah. have to act with humans and the puppets simultaneously and you're kind of moving between the actor that plays the young um, Ebenezer Scrooge and then the sort of puppets that are within the world of the film both characters and so in terms of how you are I know reading about how one interacts with the Muppets where are you looking? At them I just treated them like actors yeah there were other people in the scene there was absolutely no issue with it it was um, not at all so I never felt so you weren't taken out of anything no I felt none of the um, the mechanics of what's going on behind obviously with people doing puppeteer you know the puppets mm-hmm. and things um, that didn't come into the scene as well I couldn't that wasn't part of how I don't know what's the way of saying it I, it wasn't an issue Fozzie was as real as young where Scrooge where are they on the note where are they situated are they well you're under... walking on kind of platforms so this you is, have yeah. your platform uh. and they're in a in a in a gully, in a mm-hmm. like a trench, a trench. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you're you're. It's very much tracked. Your your blocking of the scene, as we call it. Um, you know where you're going. Otherwise, you'd actually fall off into the trench. Right. So you do stick to the path. Um, and you're walking along, and there. So the act, the the puppeteer is in the gully, and they're working the puppets. But the puppets at sort of this level. So it's like mm-hmm. talking to a, a child in that sense. Um, and that world exists on a on that uh, slightly you know six feet up. 
Yeah. I guess that. So uh, I guess if there's a diff- if puppets animation, which I think it is, but uh, contentiously perhaps, because um, we've had guests on the past who we've had this debate with and who are animators. Um, Astrid Goldsmith, I remember, was very keen for us almost not to do this episode in the sense that it doesn't fit with her definition of animation. She's a stop motion um, animator. But right. we've talked a bit about performance, haven't we? Yeah. And there's a sense that when you're a stop motion animator, you're doing a performance, but it's almost you're doing a performance with the camera. Right, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the performance is happening. You're, we, you know, you're, uh, we we used the phrase when we talked about uh, pirates with Richard Haynes of dancing with the camera. It's mm-hmm. interesting you mentioned dance um, because it's in between the frames. The camera is part of the is the person you're doing the dance with. Whilst actually, uh, the puppets are are performing with the actors in a way that uh, Harryhausen's stop motion monster isn't performing with the actors. It's performing around and with the camera. It's because performance isn't posted. It's not post a performance that isn't created in post-production, whether it's motion capture or whether it's stop motion. Mm. This is a performance and you are in camera acting mm-hmm. and reacting against a character or in this case, a Muppet who's playing a character in a film. Yes, that's true. Well, Another step away. Yeah. yeah, that's um, true. And so actually you are... <laughs> You're the... convincing me that I'm completely crazy now because I just didn't even think <laughs> no, that no, this no, is no, a problem. No, this is, this is what <laughs> academics do. We overanalyze. Yeah, um. no, yeah tell me. <laughs> I, know, I know, me too. Where does... Where does two, two questions then, yeah. yes. if I may. Oh, you may. Um, where does uh, voice come into it? Doesn't that dictate so much of what everybody does? And the other question is... is um, No. How do, it's what you were saying before about the um, animation versus puppetry. So animation is is the performance is happening with the camera, whilst puppetry it's happening with the actors on set. As sort of the isn't that all dictated by voice? I mean, by the if you if you have the soundtrack first mm-hmm. or uh-huh. the voices, isn't is it isn't it like ed, I mean then isn't it just editing, film editing? Yeah, well, Similar. I think I, I think if you go back even to to um, classical Hollywood America in the thirties and forties, this idea that. Good and this, I suppose, continues to them writing on acting from that period as well. Um, that acting is always a function of editing. Mm. You, the cooler shove experiment, where you can take a shot of something, and as long as it's juxtaposed next, you can create the illusion mm-hmm. that that person is looking at that thing. Um, in the case of voice work and on animation, I suppose that brings me to a, 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 a response or another another kind of question for you. But I'll come back <laughs> come back to that. The idea that you are acting against. Muppets that are speaking live yes. then and there whereas in the way that animation certainly computer animation versus something like anime in anime they um, traditionally animate first and then add do voices second which is why there's often a little bit of a slippage between sound mm-hmm. and image whereas in computer animation the processes are more or less happening simultaneously if not the voice is happening first so that the performances can be sometimes recorded both visually as well as um, kind of sonically, and then the animators work to that. I In see. fact, one of the, the, the um, I guess, the tales around the production of, of Toy Story is, is that one of the reasons or one of the ways that they convinced the voice actors, in particular Tom Hanks, to, to, be, to be Woody, is that they took footage from Turner and Hooch and animated a cowboy speaking in that dialogue and then presented it to mm. Tom Hanks and said, this is what you would sound like were you going to be this character? So they film him doing the voices? Yeah, and then... I mean, it varies. A lot of the... I think, again, maybe this goes back to an anxiety of the digital and the idea to reclaim human performance. Um, I remember the production of Shrek, all these production videos of, of Cameron Diaz and Eddie Murphy performing, and they use that as a video reference point. That happens with animators. Animators act out scenes, record themselves and use that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really depends, I guess, on where the voice comes in the production, whether you are animating to the voice and able to pick up on the nuances and the inflections and then also the video of the performer doing it versus whether you've produced the film before and you're trying to graft... You're doing a form of dubbing. You're producing the animated film first and then grafting sound that comes later onto it. I think the the other thing is is that... I think there's a lot of work both from you know within the animation industry and animation studies of like of this pushing back on the sort of public perception that uh you know uh Robin Williams is the genie or um I think the the key example is like Andy Circus right with his imaginarium all these really wonderful things but there's this sort of perception that um you know Gollum is basically a costume that Andy Circus mm. puts on which you know is not to discredit Andy Circus's work which is important but of course there's a whole team of animators who aren't just going right click that button change oh, no, that red yeah. they're also perform- mm. they I think they would identify as performing the character as much and it's much more of a collaboration than perhaps the public sort of you so know So the puppet's similar in 
that sense then puppet puppetry to Love it. animation Why? well because <laughs> if you've got the animators <laughs> I'm fighting your corner if you've got the no, animators I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's wearing a Christmas jumper yeah right? you see we all um, are right? <laughs> yes I yeah. love it love no. the lights particularly um, and the bells are keeping quiet yeah sure um, <laughs> but if the animators are involved in the artistic process that's really what you're debating yeah then that's the same as a puppeteer, isn't it? But making artistic choices, it's subjective rather than a computer. Doing it. Yeah. Having been programmed to do the bits in between. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I mean, those decisions are made what by are happening both, live? Yeah. I guess they're happening live. They're, and they're just wor- happening live, And yeah. your work, your, your, the puppeteer is yeah. striking a creative bargain both with the puppet that they're using and also with any of the actors and performers that are moving around them. I go back to your point about Andy Serkis and makeup. It's interesting and kind of costume that, yeah. that his motion capture is simply a, a, a costume. I wonder whether there's a distinction, you know, in, in, in film or in the case of motion capture that the costume occludes the performance and yet in theatre it amplifies it. You don't see, a, I wonder whether yeah. on stage you see a performer. If you see, I remember there was a lot of debate around the, I think it was the Benedict Cumberbatch and John, Johnny Lee in a Frankenstein where they alternated roles between oh. the scientist and the, and the creation. Um, and they were using all kinds of makeup and it wasn't, oh, I can't see the actors. It was, it's amplifying their performance. And yet in motion capture, the, this digital makeup is actually occluding it's getting in the way rather than amplifying what's already there i see and i wonder whether and this goes back to a general i think myth of authorship around where we attribute the labor in motion capture um there's no reason why well a lot of debates around motion capture is that it is it maintains the the human center but actually it doesn't really because actors can come in and double in fact another version of christmas carol can't remember if we talked about this on previous episode but another version of christmas carol (laughs) (laughs) not that there is one an inferior version well absolutely the 2009 uh jim carrey the robert zemeckis motion capture one has um gary oldman as both one of the characters Mm. and he also is some of the motion for tiny tim so there's no reason why motion capture is any more or any less centralising performance than any other form of animation, really, because it still involves this accumulation of, of labour. Well, it's an integrated, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same yeah, yeah. discussion as integrated music theatre, for instance. You know, what, when does it become integrated or not? And it, it maybe the beauty is in it not being integrated sometimes. Does that... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I have a so. lot of, yeah, those discussions with me. So with the, I guess with the voice, going back to your point about yeah. the voice, in the case of the... the Muppets, one of the things that helps you react and, and, as you said, treat them as as performers is that they are, you're in a literal dialogue with them. There isn't, the performance is just happening then and there in front of the camera in in production. It's not happening in post-production. It's not going to be filled Mm -hmm. in later. Yes, absolutely. But there's also um, dialogue going on in one's head. So although that's very important, Important, the, 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 maybe not so much up at Christmas Carol, but um, you know the layers of subtext, the layers of uh, layers as an actor that you bring into it. There's an awful lot going on in your head anyway. Right. You know the, the words you say are, are always just the the tip of the iceberg. Really, um, it's the idea that words can mean anything. The semantics of it. Mm. Um, so that I, what, what I'm trying to say was in the scene, say in, with Fozzie Bear or something. So, so your first scene, your first we still will yeah. talk about uh, why yeah, it was dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the layering of the story that you're telling, the, yeah. the Christmas Carol, uh-huh. and then it being Muppets, they're all just, just different layers. And then you finally, on the top of that, have the words you're saying or, or singing. They're the thing that sit on the top. So it's the same way that it's an integrated... Uh, the, you know, in, in, in filming, you have the, the cameraman and you have the, the you know, yeah. every, everybody involved from... Um, catering to everything mm-hmm. and it's the same in, in music theatre and theatre but it's the same also in your head the layering so I think when you come to it that world has already been created and maybe that's the same whether it's um, somebody doing animation between it they've created that world themselves haven't they yeah and they're informing the the in-between of the shots yeah, as well, well as the well, yeah. choice well we've talked about again world building you know build work animations yeah. one, it's one of the most subjective obviously mediums anyway yeah. but also uh, it's about creating a world rather than inhabiting one mm-hmm. um, and so but it's interesting to get into the process of how you one as an actor I guess generally but actually just um, getting into that conversation with puppets isn't that different from I perform because they are so, the film sets them up to be performers as Playing yeah. characters. So this is what I. This is if you're talking about subtlety and, and sort of depths of, of yeah. imagination going on. This is what I want to know. Are you acting to Fozzie Wig 
a character who in is the your boss Carol. in the in the Christmas Carol. Is it is it Ebenezer Scrooge's boss? I can't remember your role. Ebenezer in the, Scrooge. Yeah, that's it? right. Yeah, yeah. So your 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 fiance's boss. Yeah. Um, who is Fozzie Wig? Yes. Um, who happens to be played by the successful actor Fozzie Bear? Yes. The comedian. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's where that's I what was. you're doing. More so, so you're performing to yeah you're performing He's to a, the actor to. Charles Dickens' character, yeah. who is being Telling played by a puppet bear. Yes. And we and we leave the credits to identify Frank Oz. Yes. Interesting. That's really interesting. And so actually, you actually have to do like a couple of leaps of of imagination. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's normal for me. Yeah, no, it's not sure. no, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it is. But yeah. this is really. Um, well, I feel like it's. I'm sure that's, that's what true. you must do with everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to. It, this I'm is doing Michael Caine, right but I'm also, <laughs> also my fiance. Although you did you, did you I suppose you're you're act, you're not acting to Michael Caine because Michael Caine is Scrooge. And he's the ghost in behind you, and you yes. don't see no, him don't because see you're, him. you're yeah. yeah okay. But so he's not there. But I, I so you're um, ignoring the humans. Well, no, there's there's, 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 there's the, the young actor who's playing, yeah. who's yeah. playing yeah. your fiance, um, whose name I must forget. Raymond yeah. Coulthard. Okay, so. cool. Um, so you're 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 acting to him, but he's Ebenezer Scrooge, and it's the same process. Yeah. But yeah. that's really important the rats, to, the, to that yeah. film. Yeah. That film uh, is because re- th- that whole dynamic, and it's not. It's sort of very subtly alluded to. Uh, well, it's 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 not subtly alluded to in the credits where you've got like Kermit the Frog playing Bob Cratchit, uh, Miss Piggy playing uh, Mrs. Cratchit, all this kind yeah. of stuff. But there's like little moments, like one of my favourite moments where Sam the Eagle, um, the head ma- plays mm. the headmaster, comes in um, and says to um, Scrooge, it's say, you know, it's um, oh Scrooge, you'll love business. It's the American way. Mm-hmm. And then Gonzo. AKA Charles Dickens has to like jump up and go Sam and he breaks character because yep, yep. he says Sam not whatever yep. the hard master's name is and then he whispers in his and you get everywhere and it's something like this is this is so the fourth of, wall's it, broken so, yeah. so you, yeah. you can't say American because it's not American it's British you're playing a British character and he goes oh sorry it's the British way that's right um, so, so there was little allusions to the fact that these are Muppets playing characters but well, that's a precursor to kind of reality TV isn't it or the document <laughs> the thing that's so popular now in those days it wasn't was or the it? mockumentary yeah the I mockumentary guess. So um, they're refer or even Fleabag when yeah, she's yeah, referring yeah. to camera. Sure, but they suddenly come out. I mean, it's clearly like groundbreaking. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> well, in the- well, then you've got the fourth wall breaking of yeah. of, of Gonzo being Charles Dickens. Yeah telling the story to yes, the thing but an, also as a pretending to be Charles Dickens I do remember now you say it we were told it's it's completely playing it for real mm. you know That's for, the- for the story we're playing the story. The, well the, and totally, you know, with yeah, as act as the human actors in it, we were completely seriously for, for real it. for the story. That was a discussion that happened. Yeah. No, I can I, yeah. I buy it because I think one of the one of the charms of the movie is that it does it does it's not it's not a it's not a parody no. of a Christmas no no no, no. no. Um, which no, it's it not. looks like it might be from from a poster. You know, yes, oh, the Muppets do Christmas Carol. It's gonna be it's gonna be like airplane. You know, it's gonna yeah. be. Um, but it's not. It's not making fun of the story. No, and that's probably why I was cast because being in Miz and doing those sort of things, I was doing it all for real. I I don't think I'd have known how to do the parody. Yeah, sure. At that point, you, you're not you're not being asked to do comedic no. performances. No. Um, they'll do the comedy sort of surrounding it. Yes, um, right. And I and I, it's 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 hard to articulate therefore what the comedy is because the comedy is rarely. Um, I think it's narrational, isn't it? Because it's the slip. The comedy comes from the disjuncture of time. If the if the Christmas Carol narrative is about going past, present, mm. and future, the role of the narrative, the the vo- the, the narration that is uh, Gonzo and Rizzo, that that role is to dis- disrupt time in a similar way, mm-hmm. because they are part of the movie, but they're also outside it because they are referring to things that they couldn't. And I think mm-hmm. there's one bit. Um, how do you know what Scrooge is doing? Um, I keep telling you, storytellers are omniscient. omniscient. Yeah, and it's that, and it's that. You know, the, in the, stru- the structure of the film, yeah. Yeah. echoes. Of course, it does because it's an adaptation of Christmas Carol. But it plays with time in a similar way that, Dick, that Dickens did in terms it of being. Doesn't able to- all theatre play with time? I mean, isn't that the point of it? Uh, well, to suspend time and to yeah. elongate a moment. Or it, yeah, it is. Be. Except in sort of theories of fantasy narration, mm-hmm. the distinction often is made is that. I don't, the, the right word for this never uh, um, comes out of my mouth, but I don't know, realist or naturalistic or mimetic fiction, fiction that claims to represent, is that the point since at least the, since the 18th century has been a storytelling style that hides the fact that this is a story. So the whole point is to convince, or at least to, I don't mean the classic thing is suspension of disbelief, right? Mm-hmm. It's the whole point is what we're trying to do is create uh, a, a situation where the, the reader feels like, oh, it's all right, 
I can pretend this isn't a story. I can yes. pretend this is yes. real. Whilst fantasy goes, no, 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 it's all right, this isn't real, but enjoy the artifice. It announces its own narration in a way. But it, 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 it celebrates rather than disguises. But there's um, still an element of belief. Oh, sure. There, even in the fantasy. Uh, <laughs> now we can talk about what belief means and things like yeah. that. But but certainly one of the things that makes something a fantasy and it's important sort of to re- it to sort of is to recognise is it's it's not just an extension of this dis- of this suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Part of the pleasure of fantasy is this is impossible. I know this is impossible. Um, and yet, I will enjoy it anyway. I see. Um, mm. You know, and I don't, and I don't mind that it's impossible. If it makes no sense to talk about a dragon as a sort of pleasurable, wonder, wondrous item, if the pleasure you're getting from it is the same as a dog in yeah. in a story, it, you know, it, it's the announcement of fantasy that. So it's an exaggerated or it's very extreme, difficult to articulate, yeah. and, and I'm tr- I try to do that mm. in my own. The Marleys were dead to begin with. But but but, but certainly <laughs> certainly Dickens's writing style is yeah, very announced, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. In a story, yeah. Yeah. I will now tell you what's going to happen, yeah. and you're going to be amazed by it. Up, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're exaggerated characters and hard times and mm-hmm. everything. So that would say that 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 maybe that's why it works so well. That that kind of writing works so well to when yeah. it's exaggerated. Works so well when the Muppets play it. Yeah, because they are exaggerated in themselves, aren't they? They are. Yeah, sure. And are they? Speci- I mean, in terms of this idea that they are playing, the Muppets are playing the roles. I wonder, is it kind of specific to the Muppets insofar as they have this kind of cultural cachet that, that that allows them to play these roles yeah. and migrate between different movies and play different roles. And did they wonder in the casting? Oh, I'd the love to, yeah. Because yeah. some are cast to type. Yeah. So like Kermit is definitely playing a ghost. You know, you, if in a world where Kermit is an actor, mm. of course he'd be ca- cast as Bob Cratchit because that's, yeah. that's yeah. the Kermit role. But then some of them are playing like, you know, Sandy Eagle's playing against type and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Did they have to, what, I'd love to have been in the room yeah, 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 yeah. that discussion. But some are just, you know, Fe- Mr. Fezziwig and Fozzie think this is perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put them together and that's, uh, no, I think you need to play to type, you know, the, the, the Muppets need to play to type to some extent. Um, but then part of the fun is I suppose upturning that a little bit, but I wonder whether they're specific. In, a, in Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit don't play roles. They don't in between no. all the different movies. Is there any other? No, that's what I mean. So is it something specific? And maybe that's part of because you mentioned right at the start about kind of growing up with the Muppets mm. and you're familiar with mm. them on television. And that serial, the seriality of mm. television allows the development of characters. So by the time you come to the movie. You kind of know. I believe in them. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the nuances of their characters. And so it makes it yeah. easier for you to understand when they're playing. But, but what? The, but the, actually, what you believe in is at the moment is the actor. I believe that this is Kermit the Frog in the same way that I believe that any of my human actors yes, are here true, on set. True. And now all I've now got to believe in is that Kermit Frog is pretending to be Bob Cratchit. But they set that up, don't they, with the Muppet Show those years and years, and they, mm-hmm. it was in a theatre. So they yes. were always yeah. playing characters, and they often did little like did skits little playing skits. different yeah. characters. So sure. Every every half an hour, and they had humans coming in uh-huh yeah yes 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 but these, these are the very first famous film. humans i love them uh, yeah but they were filmed pieces but set in a theater a yeah. victorian theater as well mm-hmm. like the, the musical sure, style sure it was um musical not vaudeville so much but um yeah not actually about but it's yeah it's it's uh it's it's <laughs> such a sort of yeah and and then they get into the issue of sort of faithfulness in that like so you've got gonzo basically reciting Passages, long passages from A Christmas Carol um, whilst pretending to be Charles Dickens as mm-hmm. a fuzzy whatever he is um, and, and again he's definitely playing against type because Gonzo actually is um, mad yeah. and obsessed with chickens and getting into danger and all the sort of wacky things and occasionally mm. it'll slip out because he'll enjoy a little bit too much he gets being, away with most doesn't he yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll enjoy falling down the the chimney a lot more than Rizzo and all that kind of stuff. I think all that was set up completely from those years and years. I think I used there's a song um, singer I think it's called Singer Simple Melody by Irving Berlin that's mm-hmm. done on one of the Muppet Show programs televised and it's a, a you know a, it is a musical song but it's an Amer- it's already he's playing a character. They've they've been doing it for years. We just didn't notice that that's what they were doing, or I didn't. Maybe I was. Well, they were certainly performers, weren't they? They, they, Yeah. In that show, they identify as performers. So we know them as performers. We see them off stage. We see them on stage. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're an acting troupe. They're an acting troupe, and like the movies. The early movies are about that, right? The Muppet Show and uh, Muppet uh, Take Manhattan is about Mm -hmm. them trying to launch a successful Broadway musical. The most recent, the what was the one? Most wanted. Most wanted is the one where he sings, um, "I'm a man, not a muppet." 
Muppets yeah, the um, I love that one. But that's the the sort of reboot of the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. again, they're an acting troupe in that. Yeah. yeah. So actually, what all 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 we're all doing as an audience now is like, okay, so now they're an acting troupe. They've all been. They've all put on a performance yeah. of the Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol. Um, there was there was no gap. Yeah, we all knew that. Uh, and you're and you're an actor in that troupe. But I'm also a person who grew up with them, and therefore it wasn't a leap. But but at but, all. but as an actor, you almost have to imagine yourself <laughs> as right. So now I've been cast in this world where yeah. I'm, you know, I've been cast by the Muppets. I'm now a Muppet. Yeah, I'm yeah, now a people Muppet. People do ask whether I'm actually wasn't was I Muppet? Right. They, it, it is very odd. What do you mean they ask? Like, well, they're concerned if, they, if you're made of felt. A few years or back. A... <laughs> a few years back. You know, if, if somebody. This, I suppose this was a few years after it came out, rather than more recently. Sure. Um, it was sort of, well, what Muppet do you play kind <laughs> okay. of thing. Like, no, um, but now that's not been asked for a, a long time. Right. It's interesting because okay. it's become a kind of thing. One th- I was just so that's the assumption, is that you're, you're obviously, <laughs> if you're in the Muppet, was you then. are a Muppet. It yeah. was initially, but it's not now. Not now. No. Okay. I had, uh, in terms of the interaction, because going back to this question about animation and, and Muppets, and, and there are some animation scholars that have written about the Muppets and talked about the Muppet shows, the television series. Um, and so I actually wondered one of the, whether one of the differences in terms of the Muppet Christmas Carol, it seems like the interaction between Puppet and Puppet are more slapsticky or comedy. And actually the moments where the humans are interacting or the human characters are interacting with Muppets tend to be a lot more serious. And so I want, and this is, I think, certainly true of your scenes and actually because you I suppose you you're having to navigate as I said interacting with Muppets and interacting with humans and and so I just wondered yeah what your thoughts were on on the film's use of humans because it seems Mm. like as a film about the Muppets and as a theatre troupe that moves between different roles and stuff you're having to bring something to that world and so how did you kind of approach that process? Slightly I've Felt secondary to the Muppets. I mean, they're more they're more important, definitely. Is that I've, true of sort of how the the set was organised and things? <laughs> it was like walking into their world. Yeah, yeah, and that was lovely. It was all colourful, and you know, it was, it was just absolutely the most sort of positive thing. But I felt like I was stepping into yeah their world. They owned it, and humans aren't as important. Uh, secondary. I don't know if Michael Caine felt that way with it being in it, you know, so much. Sure. But, um, it was just. And honor to step into their happy world where everything's yeah, really yeah. But then, nice. Yeah, but, then, but then the role of humanity in that, because yeah. obviously your scenes where you're, I love you, Belle, you did once. Yeah. Like that's that takes you right out of well, that. Well, that's the sad bit. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no. but that, so know, that's why I mean, it's the, you know, the, the kids, that's the uh, bit. That's why it? the yeah. song isn't yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, God, we'll get That's on. why it was. Well, let's, that, yeah. Yeah, well, let's do the song, because so the song. Yeah. The so, it, so what happened? Is, is the song in the original yes. theatrical cast? Yeah. So this is when love is gone. Yeah, yeah, and there was a big. And they bit. sing it again at the end. I know, you so it doesn't make any sense without any... being reprised. No, mm. when love is found or love yeah. is here or something, isn't yeah. it? Um, no, Brian really wanted to keep it in, but it was felt by the big big wigs, Fozzie. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> that it, big it, bird. it, it was too. It was sad, and yeah, yeah, five-year-olds yeah. would find that really difficult, and and it slow it down. So it wasn't in the original film. It was in the original. Oh, and then it was taken then out of the VHS? Out, uh, no, it was in the VHS originally. Right. Um, and then it was taken out in every... I think it was taken out in the cinema. Um, but it was in the VHS, original VHS. Oh, so it wasn't in the original cinematic no, cut, but it was screen. in the VHS yes. cut. Which is why yes. I grew up thinking yeah. that was in the film. Yeah. Um, and then... Subsequent re-releases. With the VHS. And then and I, don't think really they have, I don't think it transferred one, to the DVD one. I think DVD... Print, yeah. one edition of it, right. I think. Okay. Um, but every so often I get... Um, there is a, a, a Facebook campaign to put it back in. It's really funny. Actually. Oh, yeah? It's nothing to, it isn't to do with me. No. Yeah, it's like reinsert the thing back well, in a version. I suspect you've probably gotten over it over it's time. It's quite funny. Yeah, sure, and I sure. get emails from all over the world at Christmas time sort of saying that, that they've watched this song. And it. I think it's almost because it's taken out that yeah. it's become... It's <laughs> lost know? song. And it's very sad. Um, yeah. I did an album by... Last album I did um, a few years back, it was actually called When Love Is Gone, and I rearranged yeah. that song. Um, it's really not jolly. I mean, that was a different song cycle thing. Um, but I can see why now. I, it's deeply sad, and to put it into a Muppet thing was very brave. And, and Brian wanted to do that, um, mm. but you know, in the end, they decided not. And to. It's, and it's a rare oh. moment of. Yeah. Human and human interaction, where the Muppets aren't actually centre stage. I suppose that's another no. thing. It's it's there there. Yeah, Gonzo and the rats at the end. So you? it's actually I don't know. It's it, but it, but it also well it also justifies because I think without it you have a quite an abrupt 
mm. cut to Michael Caine quite upset. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, okay. And they're crying as well. You know, they, yeah. they're, 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 oh, I hear people watch it. They stop the, the movie. They watch it on YouTube and they yeah. go back and carry I, on. The Prince Charles cinema. I know. I was there last year. Oh, you see, I was there the year before and they didn't show it. Oh. They, they didn't. They, they, showed they, they showed the wrong yeah. version. Oh no! The DVD, well, oh, they that's probably the right, why they called the right me in. Slash, did they? Yeah. Well, yeah. I well, went I was in so and... I was in the audience that caused this backlash then because everyone went. Boo- everyone started booing yeah. at the moment it cut straight to Michael Caine because everyone was ready to sing the, your song. Yes. And, oh, I went and in and sang it the next oh, year. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so that, honestly, it. it happened. They, that's it booed. I obviously joined in the booing, but I can't say I started. It was one of the most surreal things. Standing there singing it along with myself on the big screen was just odd so you're, so you're dubbing yourself um, yeah in a strange way or yeah. you're, you're... with my son and the audience it's just really weird it's very very odd okay yeah so yeah, okay. So that that's another level that of mystery. weirdness. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's there are moments in the film like that. That there's that there's that moment, and then there's of course like the sort of final act, which is actually kind of you, I, maybe perhaps because of what you're saying about the studio being a bit concerned. Like you know, the final act with the sort of hooded final ghost, mm. um, where it all gets a little bit, you know, the laughs dry out, and it's because it's about Scrooge sort of facing his mortality and all this mm. sort of stuff. Um, and and Gonzo and and Rizzo do this big thing about, okay, this is a scary bit, guys. So yes, that's you right. might want to, you, you know, we're yeah. going to leave, but you might want to, you know, prepare yourself. But we will be back at the end. Don't worry. And they point. sort of announce that, don't worry, it's going to get scary for about 10-15 minutes, but it will be all right. And then they come back. And, it's all right. We promised we would be. It's yeah. fine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah, thought yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> So it's part they're using it to its advantage, yeah. yeah but um, but yeah, I think they wanted to avoid the really bleak stuff. Yeah, I do bleak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it adds real texture to the moment. Mm. It's sad that it's not in all the prints anymore. Um, so if you if you're if you're unaware that that song exists, please do find yeah. it out and listen to Search it. For it's beautiful. It. Um, I I had a question going back to something you said right at the start about the different Kermits that were hung up. Yes. So actually, just going. So there are different versions of. Are they are these puppets different scales? Are they some of them? Are they just limbs for certain close? How does that? From what I remember, they're all the same scale. It's different costumes, different. Um, yes, no, they're all the same scale. They'd be hung in rows, up in the in the costume wardrobe department. So, at the end of the day, and I always felt I wanted to take them home rather than mm. leave them, you know, in a studio because they're because they're real. Yeah. yeah. No, they're real. They're not even characters. They're at that point. I suppose they were Kermit and Fozzie, not the characters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see why the act. Yeah, good point. I didn't see why the actors. Some actors had to be hanging on hooks overnight, and we got to go home. <laughs> yeah, well, quite. Uh, there's got to be a union issue in that, surely. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. So I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. I just, I just yeah. find. I suppose it's, it's interesting how how you. So I'm interested in this. What, the way that you're engaging with, with, because you, as I said, you have to mediate between acting against and with um, Michael Caine, who presumably you are He's aware real. of as what yes. he is yep, real, yep. and you're aware of him, you know, as a, as somebody coming in to play this. Um, and so I just wondered, yeah, what what's the? Obviously, there there for you that there there isn't a difference, but equally you are there is a difference in in the characters. And some are played comedically, yes. and there's a you have to sort of react with them, and then you have quite sincere scenes with the, with the humans. So I think I'll, I guess it's my question about the tonal shift again, and that the role of humans in this film yeah. has to do something quite specific. Be real has to be real, yeah. And so not is that, do the comedy. And Michael Caine played it all for real. Mm. You know, he was playing that role. He was Scrooge. He wasn't co- making it funny. Yeah. We, were, we, we weren't making it funny at all. So I guess um, Alex's point out about that this isn't a parody of, of no. a Christmas character. So is, was that then, Yeah, was that then reflected sort of behind the scenes as a sort of like, yes. okay, this is, we're doing this Absolutely. seriously. Yeah, the environment was, was taking it very seriously, the storytelling. Yeah. Totally. From the, te- from the table read yeah. through? right from the very beginning, right from the first audition. Yeah. It was for real. This is not for laughs. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I've read stuff on uh, Michael Caine sort of saying that he said to Brian, and this is so. This is Brian Henson, and this is his di- directorial debut. His first, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he done. He was a puppeteer, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And his dad hadn't died long before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I've read stuff on, and he sort of said a similar thing where he sort of announced, "Okay, I'm going to do this seriously," as if it was mm. a, you know, yes. piece, well, I guess a piece of theatre, but you know, a serious movie. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that was the intention to make sure that. And then again, kind of maintain the pretense of the, that these are 
actors. I think that's the beauty of it. The yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. In there, if that's that's why I'm in theatre, is about truth and about um, communication and meeting. You know, a, a shared human experience. That's why I do any of it. There's no other reason. I mean, we mm. we all sort of operate as as people going around with all these you know different things going on. And the, when we can meet in a sort of suspended moment of time, I think that's incredibly powerful. Whether it's politically or sure. and the message you can get across, um, it's all about communication. And I, the Muppets does that, and and took that very very seriously. They wanted to tell the story. Well, and so, move people. So I, I've got a theory about Christmas movies, and that there mm. are there are there are movies set at Christmas, and then there are movies about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Die Hard is always sort of seen as a Christmas movie, which it's set at Christmas, but I don't think it thematically considers the notion of, mm-hmm. of Christmas, which is why I could watch Die Hard in July and yeah. no problem. Um, but the reason I think everyone watches Muppet Christmas Carol at this time of year. Um, well, at your time of year, listeners, because right now it's October and this Christmas yeah. we did watch hot. it in October. But 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 the reason why we at Christmas time is that it's one of the best films about Christmas, yeah. um, and, and in a serious in 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 a, well in, in in a serious way that it takes Christmas seriously mm. for all its jollity and its fun and but it also its warmth and its sort of you know it's it's that song the song by the the middle ghost is like absolutely the moment a lot of people feel like. It's time for Christmas, yeah. um, and that's like that's an absolute credit to the movie because it does it does interrogate Christmas it does. through its tonal sort of shifts and all this kind of stuff. Um, I have a question about gullies um, yeah. because gullies. because we didn't talk about oh, that, that, that that actually the oh, arrangement the of the sets yeah, 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 these yeah. troughs and pits because that seems like the most technical stuff you have to deal with as mm. the actor is God I really can't move fall. off my yeah, and yeah. fall down this gully because yeah. I, I have a theory that if pu- puppets are animation then we have to think about the role of the camera in all of this because the ca- the whole thing about animation is it can't exist without a camera. Yeah. And a puppet theoretically can because a puppet can, you know, I think that might be the reservation is that it's this back to this, you know, cinema theorists are very uh, resistant about thinking about cinema as canned theatre. So yep. It goes right back to sort mm-hmm. of early film theory. Um, and this idea that actually, you know, if you just film um, a performer on stage with a camera, that's not cinema or it's, no. not, it's not true cinema because it's not embracing the medium. Well, this isn't animation because it's just filming something that could happen in real life. Except, mm-hmm. except, 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 a puppet theatre um, has um, sort of reveals its artifice by having the puppet theatre sort of there on stage with you. Mm-hmm. But a filmed live puppet film like this takes that away. The camera takes away the gullies. Yes. Um, it takes you know, for its framing, for its staging. Yes. Um, so could you just talk a little bit more about like the the complexity of that? Because if you've got all these people running, particularly on your mm. the Fozzie Christmas Party, mm. there's busy. loads of yeah. Muppets yeah, in that really scene. Busy. It's probably one of the most populated scenes of the movie. Yeah. You must have. 20, 30 people running around yeah. in these gullies. Um, what is happening uh, but, on set? Where are you standing? Are there gaps? What's going on? But that, so, in uh, that sense, that's no different than another movie set where there are lots of people working on it and sure. you're in an intimate scene. I mean, but there are a lot of people in the scene. Uh, yeah, they, they rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and you come in and do the run once they've done what they needed to do. I mean, right. they were so well rehearsed and clearly they know what, knew what they were doing backwards. Um, uh by that, in that sense, you didn't have a, a freedom as an actor to block it where you wanted to go. That had already been designed mm-hmm. and built, quite literally. So you had paths to follow, and you were told where to follow. And then your job was to bring the reality to it, the truth to it, um, six feet up in the air with the puppets. But um, and because of that scene was very much, you know, it was in the room, wasn't it? So it was high. You were already going up to go onto the and platforms. And layers as And well, then there are there? layers, yeah. And it was like walking into a box. I remember that. How um, are they doing the puppets at the top of the layer? Like, it was, on... all just happened. I just... Oh, right. Just it was It was So bewildering to, to... Yeah, yeah fine. It was just all... They were all rehearsed. They knew... And they've done that. Are people hidden behind bits yeah, of the you don't, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see humans, really. No, we so don't you, see any you, humans, no, but I'm one, I don't, there must have been a lot I didn't of them. either. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't either because they were beyond. Yeah, and then I mean that's the same thing, though, isn't it? There's a camera, and you are acting to camera, which is different than a theatre. Theatre acting. Yes. So your your job is to keep doing the film the film performance for real. Yeah. Um, I suspect they probably have to worry a lot about. Yeah. It's back to dancing with the camera. They're mm. having to do a dance with the camera, but their thing is to stay off 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 screen. Mm. Whilst their performance stays on screen, 
Yeah, well, I was Which thinking, is something a puppet, suppose, a live action, yeah. a live yeah. puppet theatre doesn't have to worry about. As a human, I suppose thing. my part of it was quite small in that way mm. because you literally just had you did your job, what you were, in, and and made sure you didn't get in the way of anything else happening. Well, this is part, perhaps part of what you're saying about coming into their world, yeah. and that the whole set is orchestrated from a labour yeah. point of view around the needs of the Muppets yes. and the puppeteers. Yes. And you've got to just look. You, we've left this space this for line. you to do yeah. your line, yeah. so just do it and do it the same each time, and yeah. do it as, as little, you know, yeah, you're, as few you're, takes as possible. You're the green ball on the stick in, in the sort of you know Avengers world that, yeah. the, uh, that the Muppets are, d- are acting too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're yeah. the special effect in their film, precisely. Yeah. 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 Well, I, actually, th- this point of a lot of the stuff yeah, around pu- I think puppet performance is the idea that the um, who is controlling who is the puppeteer controlling the puppet or is it the actual inverse that you have a puppet and you have to figure out how to use it so that the, the, the puppet is controlling the puppeteer and you get this a lot I think in, in mm-hmm. you know, if you think about Pixar movies the, and we talked about this like you cast the lamp in a role and then you have to work out how to use the Pixar lamp in a way that so actually, you're being dictated by the dimensions and the yes. materiality of the mm. of the object. Yes. So you the, the the object is controlling, or the puppet is controlling the puppeteer. But actually, so this question about puppetry as animation, and you're you're functioning in a similar sort of way because you're you're a puppeteer because you're having to ne- negotiate and and work with the puppet, and mm-hmm. you're you're as much contributing to the creation of their performance as the puppeteer in the gully because you're having to treat it with a degree of seriousness yes. and a degree of um, authenticity is the word that you, you use. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're helping to animate the puppet as much as the, as the performer. Yes. And so you are part of that creative... So actually, puppetry could be considered a form of animation. It's just not. Couldn't acting be considered a form of animation? Well, here we go. Film could be, yeah. Because physically, I'm doing the same thing as the puppet in being animated Mm -hmm. and displaying a scene. So how how is that? It's animation without an animator. That's just an extension. Yeah. For the the puppet is the extension. So if you were acting with a human, you would go right. So I'll would you you probably you know if you have time to do any rehearsal, which I suspect mm-hmm. you know is a rare commodity. But um, you go right. So I'll probably go over here at this point, and then you follow me, or you you know you'd, you'd block off your you'd have some involvement in the blocking, right? In, yes, in normally, the, where, yeah. where we're walking and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I react get, off of you. Did you get to we'll... rehearse with <laughs> yeah. the yeah, Muppets and yes. go right? Wow. Okay. So what I would probably do is this, and they go. I don't know. You can't. The do arm that doesn't bend that way. Bend right. that, way. Okay. Yeah. that was more a conversation with the director. Okay. Yeah. So he was more in charge of that than the puppeteer. So in that respect, they are like animation because you're, you, 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 they've, yeah. they've, they've severed the connection between. Yes, the I didn't. Format. I didn't speak to. Don't look the, Kermit directly in the eye. I spoke to the puppet, not the puppeteer, in terms of acting. I mean, and and even off camera. Oh right. Okay. Does Here that make go. sense? Here we go. So you're talking to the act. You're talking to. I looking in between shots. I'd be chatting to the puppet. You're looking at Fozzie Bear in the eye and asking off camera. him questions. Yeah. Okay. Not, have and lunch? I didn't talk to the puppeteers unless you were back in the Is that something you were instructed to do or you just felt like you should do? No, um... it's, just, it's just, I think it's how they work. Yeah. yeah. I think they stay in character the whole time. I, I'm presuming, but they did with me, right. and I'm presuming yeah. that that's what they do. <laughs> no, no, Their no. method, yeah. Now, you say they're staying in character. <laughs> Are they staying in character Alex is as, bouncing fo- on a chair. as Fozzie Bear? <laughs> Does he slip out know. from performing well, uh, Fozzie Wig into Fozzie Bear? Okay, because re- yeah. oh, no, so this actually, and this ties back up with the recurring theme. Why was Fozzie Bear filthy? So well, obviously he did slip in character. <laughs> well, it's a bit like Gonzo stepping out and talking about, you know, it's a bit like that moment, I suppose, that, um, you know, we'd be in between shots. And yeah. I, at the time, I had a dress on that was quite low cut. Mm. And um, the puppets are about this level. So he spent quite a lot of time looking down my cleavage. Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, it wasn't the puppeteer. <laughs> it wasn't the puppeteer. Yeah. Discussing this, it was Fozzie. Yeah. Because if it had been the puppeteer, it would have been a different uh, <laughs> relationship for me as a 17, 18 year old talking to this man who was. So he got away with things well, in the nicest possible I'm, way. I'm, I was actually, I was wondering whether to ask you that. Like, <laughs> These days, to, that's to, probably seen I suppose, as something else. To reflect else. the tone of Muppet Christmas Carol, maybe it's tough for the serious bit, because that's quite, that's where it's invasive and it's quite. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a problem. I, I, yeah. I understand these days that would probably be, you know, Fozzie's be up and, you know, yeah. for, you know but no, no, it was, it was, yeah, okay, it was fine. charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was interacting with him on that level whilst that was happening. It was definitely not the puppeteer, who was lovely, but I sure. would speak to him afterwards completely separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't grown up with Fozzie. That was the most disturbing thing for me because I had been a child watching them. Yeah. And then, you know, I was suddenly 17, 18 and that. 
was going on. So, yes, he stepped out of character like Gonzu. Yeah, so that, so when the when it when the when the director says cut, Fozzie Bear <laughs> goes back to being Fozzie Bear, yeah. and the actor and the performer doing Fozzie yeah. Bear is going, okay, well now I'm not pretending to be Fozzywig anymore. I'm pretending to be Fozzie Bear. I guess I, so. Yeah. I do think. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously very specific in lots of ways to the Muppets, and that's right. that makes yes. that, and the film rely the relies on that. <laughs> In order to set those sorts of just, dynamic relationships, it was a up. party. It was a happy and, place. And yeah. actually, he's not even being Fozzie Bear. He's being Fozzie Bear off camera. Yes. Because Fozzie Bear wouldn't do that on camera. No. You know. No. Didn't they? What at one point My wasn't there a Muppet? I know. Yeah. Oh, me too. Wasn't there a Muppet thing that did do like a grown-up Muppet? I remember. They, they did. They did. Um, I heard about there it. was a thing a couple of years ago on. I think it was HBO. And it disappeared pretty quickly. They did one season of. I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't but it was, see it. It was. They were doing a late night talk show. So it's not like the oh, Muppet okay. show, but they were running a late night with Miss Piggy. So they're real life characters. So they're real life characters Off again. Off camera. Putting on this um, talk show. Yeah. It's a mockumentary about the making of the show, yep. kind of office style, and yep. there were things like Kermit would get, have a girlfriend in it, and it was they had a slightly more serious. Adult that, that's life. their real life. They exist in real life. You see, we just don't see it. That's what they were trying to. So they this, are. Is, this is the, this is Michael because the film itself is about proximity. Michael Caine goes back to all these different parts, that, but can't affect. Yeah, and people can't see him, mm. and he's invisible. And so, and and there, you know, there are the, one of the lines from my love is gone is Dist- distance in your eyes tonight. So I wrote down a little proximity. Old screws can't get close to Bella. In that scene, he can't affect. Yeah. Your, you know, you sing but can't get close enough. Um, so it seems like a nice parallel to how you understand. Probably you you yeah. you can't get past the illusion. There's always Again, an that's illusion, the issue, isn't it? That you can't break through. Mm. But you can't break through doubly because they're Muppets. But even that's yeah. helping yeah. the illusion in that, right, yeah. okay, that's, yeah. you know, an actor who isn't playing their star. Mm. You know, it's, you know, because there's a whole issue of stardom there, right? So mm-hmm. stardom isn't, you know, a stardom isn't what a star is. It's what we think a star is. Yeah. So the but guys play... anything, isn't of it? Course, well, of course it's better. But, but, but I guess when the guy's playing Fozzie Bear, um, behaving inappropriately on set, mm-hmm. he's playing a character who isn't got his public face on, He's yes. got his work face on. Yes. Who's about to go back to taking a set? <laughs> but 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 oddly, that's helping you as an actor potentially because what it creates is an environment of yes. this is my fellow actor yeah. who isn't acting right now. So you're saying he didn't fancy me? He was just doing it because Fozzie we're talking about right. was doing would, would it that because it was camaraderie. Yeah, <laughs> I've never occurred to me <laughs> actually. Um, <laughs> he was just doing thing. it as yeah, a technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, I, um, <laughs> I've never um, thought about I don't that. even want to touch what that means. With a... well, no, again, I think it's, it's, it's the, the role of this sort of the Things have moved allowed. on. It was yeah. quite a while ago, you know. No, 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 no. no. But, I, but I, I think it does <laughs> it was, that It was the right? least of what I went through yeah, sure. in those years. Right, okay. Seriously. All right. We'll do that off camera. The Me uh, Too off, thing. Uh, I'm not going Me Too on yeah. On Fozzie. Me Too Fozzie. Fozzie uh, 2. No. Um, I just, I, I guess it's this, that puppetry lends itself to having these kinds of conversations about because one of the things about again object animation the puppets that they are exist in the real world in the case yes. of stop motion the Wallace and Gromit characters exist in the real world but they don't move through mm. the special powers of, of animation similarly the Pinocchio exists as a puppet it just sits there the Muppets exist exist hung up on mm-hmm. things mm. um, and so actually they lend themselves to this discussion of the role of the camera, um, the role mm. of human labour and how mm-hmm. the interaction and the dance that you do with puppets um, the Confusion and the contradiction between on-screen and off-screen, and 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 stardom. I'm obsessed with why why there are two people who are allowed to go on chat shows in character, and that are Muppets and uh, drag performers. It seems so. Like Dame oh, Everett is allowed to go on Borat on or oh, Borat. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. fine. Yeah, Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. uh, drag performers and um, Muppets. Muppets. They're allowed to go on David Letterman promoting their new movie mm-hmm. as a puppet and David Letterman has to pretend <laughs> no, it's, it's fine uh, David Letterman has to pretend that we're living in a world where Kermit the Frog is real mm. and then talk to Hugh that, Jackman about his latest movie that's one step I mean one step away from that is you know Graham Norton's public persona well it's, it's exactly right it's the same thing, exactly right. it? it's just a and it's, it's, it's David McGowan writes about sort of animated stardom um, it's mm. a sort of exactly this thing where anime, all animated characters are stars um, and if you look you write yes. back to sort of Mickey Mouse he does some really interesting work on like you know the unofficial quote unquote uses of Mickey Mouse yeah the Mouse kind of co-option of the image their yeah. appearance yeah. in yeah. gossip columns or their um, the way that they advertise Father health Christmas. supplements that kind Father of Christmas as in, as, as in, in the, car- the as stardom a- of Father, Cr- yeah. Father Christmas. 
Yeah. We are about to go into Christmas, aren't sure. we? No, we, we are. We're wearing Christmas. We're a week away from The character who is yeah. real, obviously. Yeah. 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 Of course. You know. Um, sure. Kids. Also yeah. allowed to appear on chat shows. Yes. No, but chooses not to. Not often. No. No. Well, he's busy. He's not busy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's, I think that's interesting. <laughs> My head is plugging <laughs> Christmas. But it, but, it, but it allows us <laughs> nicely again, taken back there. To think about this on a secondary circulation of stars, where you have them appearing on chat shows and what that does yeah. to their star persona. Mm-hmm. I, I thought of another one, uh, Ron Burgundy from Anchorman. He's has been, he been on. on it. Okay, right. But, but, but again, it's, it, there are exceptions that prove um, Muppets are allowed to come on in that occluded, occluded manner. Jim Carrey and Robin Williams, and they're you know larger yeah, than my characters when they've been. Mm. It's, it's all the same. No, but it's really interesting. But grid, it, I guess the difference is, is that with the Muppets, we are all play like back to this fancy it's versus a cultural realism. Thing, isn't we it? pretend yeah, yeah. we pretend that Jim Carrey, the person we're seeing on a chat show, is the same as he'd probably be off screen mm. when we all kind of know he wouldn't yeah. be. Whilst yeah. we are, we are, we are not pretending that we, no one seriously thinks that that's a pup, that's a frog talking on the sofa, right? But yeah. it's enjoyable to pretend anyway. Absolutely. Because that's what fantasy can do. It can dramatise and um, and make strange things that actually are just as normal in real life. But we are, part of the joy is we're going, yes, I will play along. It's, yes. It's rather than, yes. Rather than, don't worry, I'm I'm forced, you know, it's not suspend, I, I, can't, I like to think of it as engaging belief rather than suspending disbelief. Yes, that's um, nice. It's that's forceful. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I guess just to... to I had a kind of closing question, which was, um, and you probably get asked this this a lot, and hopefully we've managed to take a conversation around in different ways. But I guess, in terms of all that we've discussed, and you said that it was a very happy experience mm. more broadly. Um, yeah, what's your? Because obviously we are in 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 2019, and and I know, and I've heard you talk previously about the longevity of the film yeah. and all these sorts of things, which is makes sense. Puppets don't age in the same way, um, <laughs> but but is do you still look back on the? Is your sort of looking back on the film? Does it? Do you still have fond memories? Do you look back differently each year? Is is it kind of gets um, it reappears and people watch it at this time of year? Yeah, um, I I do. It's it's different. I'm especially you know my children weren't born there, and my eldest is twenty two, and youngest is fifteen, and I um they've grown up with it, and and oddly it's probably going to be the thing I'm known for. You know, whatever else I do, that's the thing that's going to be around, and. I'm very fond of it. Mm. I do see different things in it every year, but it's like if I went to play, you know, Eponine again, I'd play, well, it would be inappropriate, but very differently. When you come to sing a song mm. that you sung 20 years ago and you, you bring a completely different subtext to it. So I can see, I was young, very young playing that, and I see so much more in the song now mm. than I did that other people were obviously projecting onto it then who had that life experience. What did you do differently when you re-recorded it on the album then? My my the words were the same. Um, I I did a different arrangement, Mm -hmm. Um, so the orchestra, so the different parts of it, Um, and my subtext was very different. The story I was telling was different, but nobody knows necessarily what that is. That's in my head. That's the beauty of it. You can you can make it mean whatever you like, and nobody actually knows. So when you're performing something, you can be um, as your God. It's going to make me sound like I have a God complex. but you're in charge of what everything means, and that's a really mm. fantastic feeling. But obviously, as you get older, you bring more complex and and more angst to it, probably. Because the song still has to do a job in in the context of the Muppets, you know. Yes, it, it, yeah, it tells oh, a story. It tells a story, but it also, you know, it, it it was cut out, but it provides that you know, transition between young and it, old Scrooge. Yes, um, and sets the emotional groundwork a lot, and so you you have to sing it in a way that one, I guess, serves the net well. So it's a narrative. But also you have to sing it in a way like, okay, this is a song in a Muppets movie and you're trying to... But, uh, so I, I, I think it's interesting that The it purpose of a song. Yeah. yeah, and the purpose for me, the purpose of a song is a, is a suspension of time. And it's taking what might cover three years or three mm-hmm. months, yeah. putting it in three minutes with very few words, really, because they're sung and they're mm-hmm. notated. Um, the, the emotion is on the vowels, on the whole. Do If you cut things short when you're singing, there's a... So you're... T- so therefore you have a few words so your subtext is full of all the words that aren't there and at 17, 18 I was the right person in a way to be portraying that role at that age without the understanding you know if I'd had greater understanding it wouldn't have been appropriate Um, but your your job is to suspend this moment where in real life that would be or in a play even that would be um, very short it would be a quick discussion and Sure. The beauty of music and oh, acting through song is that you suspend these moments. And yes, they tell a story, 
but they also um, hold an, an emotion and ideally a different emotion by the end of it than there is at the beginning. You're telling that emotional journey. Mm. So you block the emotional journey as well as the physical. Wow. I sense we could do a whole other podcast yeah, on, on musical theatre and fantasy <laughs> and animation. But I'm, I'm quite passionate about that. So, like, no, well, I know. Another time, perhaps, You've got me thinking um, massively. Because it's really, because well, there's let's, a whole Let's get that petition that. to get that <laughs> song back in. Absolutely, the, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, Muppets, come if you're listening. <laughs> come if See you at Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> sounds great. Um, so you doing it again this year? I don't know, it was talk about it. I haven't heard yet, yeah. All right, well, I guess that lives. So this is, yes, going out, this was... If listeners mm. were interested, where can they find your albums? Where they, where can they find uh, you? Are you on social uh, media? All of that's on Amazon and Spotify. And there's a website. What's the album called again? Sorry. Um, the l- most recent one is When Love Is Gone. When Love Is Gone. Um, all good music stores. Good title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. And you've got me really thinking now. Okay. Well, thank no, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Chris, any final thoughts before I do the admin? No, I mean, I'm thinking whether or not well, I, whether com- whether computer animation is puppetry, which is also whether it's animation and that lineage, and and actually, I think the Muppets has got me. I never really studied the Muppets. Never really, uh, I wasn't a super super fan. I did did watch a couple of the movie Treasure Island, and I think I've only mm. seen two, yeah. this one and Treasure Island. So I'm I'm yeah, I think they actually ask a lot of questions about the notion of performance sure. um, and how you act and interact and react as a human actor against. And the preservation of those as characters, I think it's a fascinating. Well, thing. maybe I'm, I'm interested to see what listeners think. Why don't yeah. you? Um, you can tag us. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Animation, uh, Fan Anim Research, F A N A N I M Research. Um, tag us into some posts, and why not? I don't know. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag animation. When love is gone. <laughs> hashtag, <not animation. laughs> hashtag when love is gone. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'd like to know. Well, I'd like to know what people think. Do they? Would they class puppetry as animation or not? Um, yeah. A debate to be had. Um, yeah. Some more. Hopefully, with some more Muppets. Um, for now, Meredith, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much. And we'll, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs> there was a time when I was sure that you and I were truly one, that our future was forever and would never come undone, and we came so close to being.